When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. The Birds are the first team in 25 years to go 4-0 after losing the Super Bowl, but, man, that was a sloppy game. We were outcoached. Um, I think our players won us that game. That two-point conversion at the end, I don't know why Riverboat Ron didn't go for it there, but I was relieved when they didn't. And that Terry McLaurin catch that was ruled not a catch, I think there might have been a bit of green in between there, but I think we got bailed out that they called it incomplete on the field. But, you know, a trademark of a great team is not playing your best football and still winning games. So I'm Reed back on with Griff. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on the game, Griff? Yeah, I mean, divisional games are always toss-ups, no matter what the line is, no matter who's playing uh, who. Commanders got kicked in the teeth last week. The Eagles are rolling. They have been for a while. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the line may have been a little bit deceiving in this game. I expected it to be close. I didn't expect it to be as high scoring as it was, but I think I don't think the Eagles played terrible. I think the Commanders played a good game, and it's just one of those games you have to grind down and win, and they did that. So I'm I'm honestly happy with the outcome. You know, I you heard AJ Brown talk about it, and I think Jason Kelsey mentioned it too. But both of them said we don't want to be playing our best football right now. You know, we want to. These are all growing pains, and that game showed a lot of growing pains with play call with just execution um what we won you know and surviving advance and that was a big surviving advance game and I'm I'm glad that they came out on the other side it easily could have been a flip score you know I agree I I I am happy with their performance not obviously in all aspects but look we got the dub we're four and oh we're in a great spot and we have two games next the next two weeks we have two winnable games so let's keep the ball rolling before you know our schedule gets gets really tough so what was your first pro, Griff? First pro, just give it to him. Can't can't go unnoticed. Jake Elliott. I mean, he doesn't have the accolades that uh Justin Tucker does, but I mean, he's the best kicker in the NFL right now, hands down. He just doesn't miss. He won he won us the game. You gotta shout out Jake Elliott, Chicken Little, even though he doesn't like that. But uh yeah, my first one's Jake Elliott. What do you got? I love Chicken Little, but mine was also Jake Elliott. Um, he's just so clutch. I mean, four for four, 54-yard game winner. I actually had in my notes, you know, pay him Tucker money if we have to. He is the best kicker in the NFL right now. He's our new acres, and it's just such a luxury having a guy like that on your roster that you can rely on to bang him through. Yeah, I didn't have a threat of a doubt. Um, him coming at 54 yards saying it's just what he does. I think he's now like – what, what was the number five for five now, or is it seven for seven? It was something like that, but some he's 100% in game winning yeah. kicks, which is just ice cold, ice cold. Yeah, that's why you 
have these guys on your team, you know, to do that, and he does it. He's a beast. So, same first pro. What was your second pro? My second pro was Jalen Hurts. I had him in the con list past couple weeks, but I think he really looked good. He put together that game-winning drive. I think that we're starting to see that it's not really Jalen Hurts. It's a play call. Um, He did miss DeAndre Swift on probably what would have been a touchdown pass, but a couple miscues. But I really think that he looked a lot better. And it's more just him and Brian Johnson getting on the same page going down the stretch. But uh, it was it was nice to see Hurts, you know, win a shootout, you know, and take us down no matter what kind of game it is. He wins, you know, 22 and three in his last 25 starts. So, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Unreal. It's unreal. I actually had Hurts' arm as my third pro, but I'll talk about it now. Um First thing I had was, you know, first game with no turnovers, and that's huge, right? One turnover in this game could have easily cost us 25 for 37, 319 yards. You know, if you're looking at one negative, it's okay. Maybe you want to get that completion percentage up. But, I mean, I think that's because we were taking deep shots, and the deep ball looks great. And we need to keep taking deep shots because, you know, like running the football, it opens up the field and in the reverse way. But, um, yeah, I think his arm looks great. Can't can't complain when your quarterback throws for 300. Uh, He's been improving each week. You know, we finally got to see a glimmer of Super Bowl hurts, like you said. And the one thing that he still just doesn't look 100 percent is today. The running the running was just not there. I mean, he had that one great run to save the drive. But besides that, there was nothing really. And I guess that could be a lot of different factors, maybe coaching and things like that. But I don't know. I mean, they're still calling a QB draw here and there. so. I just, you know, it's it's hard, right? Because last week we're complaining about, you know, I'm running too much. But I just, I have yet to see both aspects of Hurts, you know, as it was last year. So yeah, that's the I only agree. knock I had on him, though. I, I think he had a great game. Um, I, I, I loved his performance. And, you know, like I said, it, it was the first glimpse this year of how he was performing towards the end of the season last year. Yeah, I think. A lot of times in the NFL, when you have like a QB have a breakout year who uses his legs a lot, you saw Josh Allen, saw, I mean, Justin Fields isn't a great QB, but they kind of get put in this box where it's like, okay, well, you can't sustain that because you can't sustain a career on that. I think it happened with Lamar Jackson too, where they tried to like make him more of a throwing QB. And I think they're trying to protect Hurts by giving him these design runs. But the way he got his yards last year was a play breaks down and he's able to use his legs. And now they're trying to force his legs. And then when he's not having his legs, they're like, it's not even an option. It, it does look awkward. He doesn't look like he know he knows when to take off or not. You know, he's kind of getting these, like, he's rolling out for, like, these two-yard runs and then just kneeling, basically. It's not his style of football and not the football we saw last year. Um, so it's just something that him and Brian Johnson got to work out. There's a lot of miscues between them. And like I said last week, he really has not had a consistent offensive coordinator in, in this league. That's unfortunate because people get full-time jobs like we saw with Steichen. So they're just going to have to work through that if we want to win games. I and mean, we're winning, so you can't complain. But he does look a little off with the run game for sure, and that's a huge part of his game. That's why he's such a threat. I, I agree. I think a lot of weight falls on Brian Johnson here. Like Maybe I'm being too optimistic, but in my mind, how we should approach games is come out pounding the rock and then play action will open up not only the deep ball, but also hurts his scrambling ability. 
like let's say you you, you run a play action right d-line bites linebackers bite as they should if we're running for 200 a game every game which we should um and the co- it's coverage downfield hurts can easily scamper for at least six seven and i just feel like there's so many different options once we establish the run of where we can go with our play calling and we have yet to see him come out in the first half and just pound the rock against the Washington D line that has been struggling against the run. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We can get into that with the cons, but I definitely have more to talk about that. Um, Brian Johnson yeah, game in general. We'll save that. Um, so what was your third con or third pro, excuse me. Third pro was the linebacker unit. It was linebacker unit. It was kind of our biggest like circle on the depth chart of how is this unit even going to look coming in to the year. Um, not a lot of hope, but Morrow and Cunningham both look good. I mean, they both looked really good. Morrow had a huge game, um, three sacks, 11 tackles. I mean, we have a linebacker unit, and um, I, they looked awesome. And you can't can't complain. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's funny. We This is our first time that we had the same three pros, um, just a little bit of a different order. But my second pro was actually the linebacker unit, especially Nicholas Morrow. I mean, he's the first Eagle with 10-plus tackles and three-plus sacks since sacks became an official stat in 1982. So historically, we've never had a game like that out of a linebacker. I mean, yeah, they look great. There was that first touchdown of the game where, you know, they, they kind of got frozen in their shoes, but I mean, seriously, this was our biggest question mark coming to the season, and these guys are performing. I mean, we we had Mora was cut a few weeks ago. He wasn't even on the team. And for him to come out and ball out like this, it's just awesome to see. Yeah, he he looked awesome, and it, it gives us confidence because, like, you know our, we got to figure out that slot position. They put Bradbury in. He didn't really look that good. Slade didn't have the best game. But having a good linebacker core is – especially with the defensive line. I mean, it's just so hard to move the ball down the field with the run. So you just force people to be able to throw on us. And hopefully when we get fully healthy and get some people who have games under their belt, that secondary can kind of find their rhythm and uh, name to their game. But uh, yeah, shout out to linebackers. Yeah. Before we move on into the cons, I just had to make a quick note of this. The Chargers, the Patriots and Commanders all failed to tush push on Sunday. So let's just end this discussion that it needs to be banned because clearly no one else can do it like we can. Um, before oh, yeah. Another thing before we move into the cons, um, I, I did have a glue guy of the week because this one play just stuck out to me so much. That A.J. Brown touchdown, Olamide Zacchaeus got A.J. that touchdown. Yeah. I mean, lined up on the other side of the field, busted his ass down the field, even when A.J. started running the opposite direction, came back again, for another block that got AJ the touchdown. You just love to see that. That's just a dog mentality. That's just a hundred percent effort, no matter where you are on the field during the play. And I just love to see that had, had to give a shout out to my blue guy of the week. Yeah, definitely. And our wide receiver court balled out. Um, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. I mean, they, they do their thing, but yeah. Zacchaeus is a little, he's a key part to that unit. And uh, you love to see people like, showing out because everyone notices that, you know, everyone on the team notices that. So, yeah, we don't have anything to worry about that aspect. Yeah. So moving on to our cons, what was your first con Griff? My first con was the play call. Like there's a series of play. It it comes in spurts. Honestly, one that I really harp on 
think we run it. It's in overtime. We run it with Smith, uh, Swift for like four yards, and then it's second and six. We take a deep shot down the field. AJ Brown questionable ball thrown by Hertz, but no interception. Then they go bubble screen with Demonte Smith on third and like short, and then they end up having to do the tush push, and it's like. Just run the ball. You need to get like 20 yards to get into field goal range and win the game. Just run the ball. You know, run the ball. And there's a couple times. There's also one down the red zone where we couldn't score. It's just it, they are not on the same page. Brian Johnson does not seem to find a rhythm with the play call. And, like, you see spurts of good and, like, more bad. So, yeah, the play call still does not look good. Yeah, it was my third con, actually, because I, I do think it is improving, but it's 100% not where it has to be. Um, I've literally said this every week so far. I'm not going to elaborate on it. Just run the football. Um, not much more to say. And especially, like, third and 11, we're up four points, and we run it with Gainwell in the red zone. I, like, what is that play call? It makes zero sense to me. And then A.J. Brown, I actually um, – I purposely didn't talk to you about this before because I wanted your fresh take on it. The second and four in the fourth with a minute 40 to go, we take that deep shot. A.J. obviously scores. Easy to say in hindsight that that was a terrible call. Uh, in the moment, I thought that won us the game. And in reality, we should not expect – or we should expect more from our defense to stop Howell from completing a what? Like, I guess with the taunting penalty, it was like it was 64 yards, 64 yard. Yeah. 64 yeah. yard drive. Um, you expect your defense to prevent that from happening, but what were your thoughts on that play call? I'll never apologize for putting up points, especially on a team that you're, you're at home. Um, it's a, it is a high scoring game. It is a shootout, but the commanders give up the most sacks and our defensive line you got to trust those guys. So you're not in a position where you're worried about your defense. I think Sirianni said this too. Yeah, hindsight, you could say you're going to run the clock out and kick the field goal. But, I mean, that was that was almost like a, a put them down kind of play. And Howe ended up putting a great drive together. Um, I don't think that the commanders are as bad a team as people think. And uh, I have no problem with that play call at all. You know, I was really going back and forth on this. Um, I, I honestly still don't really know where I'm at. I see both sides. Originally, I was the same as you. I was like, look, I'm I'm never going to apologize for getting a touchdown. Like, got seven points on the board. But then, it's funny, my dad, shout out dad, actually gave me a good point. He was like, would Belichick ever do that? Would Belichick not just run out the clock and kick a game-winning field goal and end the game? And I was thinking about it. I really think that most – coaches and the greatest coaches in the game would 100% have run that ball and run that clock out like you said like we need four yards it's second down just run the ball twice they burn both their timeouts you take the clock down to three and you kick it but I don't know I'm still I'm still not really sure um like you said in hindsight's 2020 right like obviously now it's easy to say we should have ran that in the moment I was stoked I said we just iced it um but I just thought that was an interesting topic to discuss um, so that was my third con, but we'll go back to you for your second con. What was your second con, Griff? My second con was, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but secondary does not look good. Um, Slade didn't have the best game. Bradbury's clearly not comfortable filling in Max's shoes. Uh, Sidney Brown was out. That hurts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Sam Howell's not an elite quarterback, and he threw all over us, especially when it mattered. And uh, the receivers were running wide open on, like, unbelievably open on some plays. It makes no sense. And I agree, we're missing Maddox so much. Like, probably the most underrated. I mean, <laughs> easy to say now that he's hurt, but was so underrated to have that elite slot corner. And yeah, we're missing him big time. Yeah, that was something that I just, you know, watching the game, it, our offense adjusted and, you know, we we won the shootout. But, yeah, it was not like us to give up huge plays like that and let kind of teams do whatever they want on an offense. So, yeah, that was something that was a little bit of a concern, especially when, you know, we got the Dolphins coming up. The Rams have a good wide receiver unit with Cooper Cup coming back. So, these are going to be tougher games than expected, I think if we keep playing that way. Yeah, it's definitely not getting easier next week going up against 2-2, Puka, and uh, Cup. So hopefully we can figure that out. So my second con kind of encapsulates all of this. It's decide the defense. Um, You know, we we talked about this the first three weeks, right? Like the D-line bailed us out, the D-line bailed us out, the D-line bailed us out. The D-line didn't bail us out today, and look what happened. It was – very close game, anyone's game. Um, they still had five sacks, but it just wasn't dominant up front, especially against the run. They ran for 107 yards. And I, I putting it more on Desai, honestly, I, I truly think on both sides of the ball, we just got outcoached. Eric Bieniemy made us look like Swiss cheese. And, yeah, Howell was looking like Mahomes out there, like scrambling, throwing dimes, receivers wide open. Uh Bienemy has our number. I mean, carrying over from the Super Bowl to now, I mean, it's clear that he he sees something that some other coaches might not. And, you know, now they have tape of a team with not – I mean, they have a good – they actually have a very good wide receiver core, but teams have just as good wide receiver cores. And uh, we can say that they're not an elite offense for sure. So what was your third con? Oh, my third con – uh, I guess this is kind of not a huge deal because he's a rookie, but Nolan Smith looks terrible. Um, he looks really bad. I guess not really a huge worry. Like I said, I didn't have that much like cons from this game. I thought it was just a good football game, but he is someone who he's getting uh, he's getting playing time, he's getting snaps, and he looks like a deer in headlights out there completely. Um, I think another thing on that is Desai again. I mean – I can't even tell you how many times I saw Nolan Smith like 12 yards back in coverage. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously you want him to perform there, but like, I don't know. I just, I can't really blame a guy that's used to rushing the quarterback as a rookie trying to guard uh, Jahan Dotson in the slot. Like (laughs) Desai, I don't know what, I don't know what Desai was doing that game, but I agree. He definitely looked like a deer in headlights, but I think it's a lot on Desai as well there. Yeah, what'd you have for your third con? I agree with that. Well, I actually didn't say my first con yet. Um, I went with my third and second. My first con was the penalties. 11 penalties, many in crucial situations, just to name a few, like uh, the late hit on Howell in the fourth that helped set up the game-tying touchdown. The A.J. Brown taunting was just selfish. I mean, I mean, he obviously had a monster game, and I love that, and I love A.J., but that, that's just a selfish play that you can't do, and that almost cost us the game. Um, lining up offsides on fourth and one, that forced us to punt when we were when we got the uh, the brotherly shove. Holding call in the red zone led to the commander's touchdown. Yeah, these are questionable calls uh, occasionally, but 
you just can't put yourself in that position to lose games off of a stupid penalty like that. And, um, you know, that's on the coaches. That's on the coaching. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw some at that uh, referee unit is they throw the most flags in the NFL. So oh. that wasn't really a surprise. But um, some of them were so questionable. And I thought BS, like borderline BS calls. But you still need to want to put yourself in a position where the where the refs can decide a game. Exactly, exactly. That's the way I wanted to put it. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself in a position where the refs can decide the game. Exactly. Well, yeah, I agree. And some uh, honorable mentions, just like con for the Eagles, Jurgen's going down. Yep. The backup Sua Opeda didn't look too bad. I think he'll get the start against the Rams. Um, I think Jurgen's going to be week to week. Yeah, tune in for our preview, and we'll have a more recent update yeah. on injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I thought, you know, my lot is one of my favorite players, but he also, I don't know if it's probably just an off game, I'm hoping, but he didn't he didn't look great. I mean, he gave up a sack or two. And, yeah, I mean, look, there's room for improvement everywhere. We came out with the win. Um, my One of my honorable cons was Braden Mann. We were just allergic to having a punter. Uh, yeah. We need a new one already. He sucks. <laughs> And just in general, you know, we came out with the win, yes, but a performance like this isn't going to beat the Niners. It's not going to beat the Cowboys. It's not going to beat the Dolphins. So we're we're lucky we have these matchups in the beginning of the season to, you know, shake off the rust and figure everything out. But the offense, defense, and special teams can't take turns being good. We have yet to see them all play well in the same game. And it's almost like we're trading off, like, who's going to bail us out in this game? Who's going to bail us in this game? So I'm just really hoping to see a complete game in all facets of the ball. And uh, I'm looking forward to to making a statement in, in week five against the Rams. Yeah, I agree. I think and we're on the road. I think we're at four o'clock slate. Uh, well, it's it's going to be a home game in L.A. though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but they just came off a huge win. You know, they blew the lead 23 nothing. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it on the preview. But it's it's going to be a big game. It's no walk in the park over there. They got a veteran QB, and they got Donald coming after Hurts. So we'll see how the O line holds up. Yeah, McVay versus Desai, basically. And I think I would take McVay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. This is Reed. I'm on with Griff. And make sure you tune in this week for our preview. We're going to go over our last week, Lincoln Financial Locks, and give you some nice picks for this upcoming week. And, of course, preview our game against the Rams. But as always, go Birds.